Marcia Prince is the co-founder of Plant Chicks and is an international award-winning health and wellness expert. But her life was not always this way. It was plagued by abuse and health complications throughout her entire youth. And now we're talking about her second shot. On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Welcome to the Second Shot Podcast Home Edition. You guys, we are, I mean, basically, we're just trying to still put out content, connect with you. Well, I know a lot of you, gosh, some of you are in full on lockdown at your home, so to speak, self quarantine, mandated quarantine. And what we want to do is continue to connect with you. We know that that human connection is so, so important for our mental health. And for us, we love doing these shows and we want to keep them going throughout this time. So we are bringing in some guests that we think will be really topical for right now, but we also want to continue to have fun, lighten the mood, and just enjoy each other's company. So we are doing the home version, the Skype version of Second Shot, even though we had that really, really cool studio that we had just tried a couple times, but we know we'll be back in there soon. So producer Matt is in the house, not in the house, but in the house. Hello, hello. I'm quarantined in my own little virus studio, being safe and sound in here. We have the social distancing thing down. We're actually, Matt, we're only actually a couple miles away when I think about it. That's true. Like, but we're, we are about as distant as we can be and still do this show, I, I think. Yes, I think so too. And also, you guys, I want to welcome in our guest today because today is actually officially a second shot. Sit down. Our guest is Marcia Prince, who has quite the resume. So she is the co-founder of Plant Chicks. She is an award-winning international health and wellness expert. She, I mean, she's really like the go-to for a, a lot of different TV and media networks. I have actually interviewed her on TV and was really excited to get her back on. She happens to be a personal friend too. So I just wanted to, you know, use that resource and share it with all of you. Um, so her certifications and certificates are in the realm of nutrition, physical fitness, biomechanics, pre and postnatal wellness. And now we want to welcome her in Marcia Prince. Drum roll, music, Thank all the you. excitement of Skype. <laughs> Thank you for having me on again. Yes, yes, we are so excited. She has been on Second Shot before with Heath, and I was like, okay, we need to do a sit down and talk, spe- you know, specifically about plant based lifestyle because I just think, I mean, Marcy is going to be saying, okay, people have been doing this forever, but I know I have so many more friends who are like plant curious, like they're wanting to know what is this whole thing about. Marcia also has completely blown up on TikTok, you guys. Like, it's insane. So I wanted to talk to her about that, too. So there's a bunch of stuff we want to get into. And and first of all, I want to find out, like, what's the why for plant-based for you? What made you decide, okay, I'm going to not only go plant-based, but make this a part of my whole training career, my whole business? 
Well, it kind of happened out of a health scare. So be, to be quite honest, yeah. I was a personal trainer 15 years ago, and I was on the standard high animal protein, moderate fat, low carb, trying to get ripped and shredded for fitness competitions. I was a trainer at the gym. So I was really like trained in the brain to do super high animal protein for to build muscle, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, moderate fat, you don't eat too much, and then low carb because carbs are just the enemy. So I did that very, very strict for five years, and I found out that it can do a disservice to your body, and I kept getting kidney stones over and over again. I actually landed in the hospital three different times to get my kidney stones lasered. So if you don't know, lasing your kidneys, stones are, it's pretty painful. The whole process is painful, kidney stones. But it was because I was eating high animal protein. And at the time I did, I thought, no way, like this does, what is going on here? And they classified yeah. me in the same, same category as an Atkins patients, because Atkins patients, they, they have very high protein, low carb, but they're eating bacon and cheese. I wasn't doing that. I had a cleaner version of Atkins. And they looked at me and they were like, I think you have orthorexia. I never heard that term. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And they're like, you're just eating super healthy, super clean. And we do know this high protein diets are hard in the kidneys and your liver. And that was my first aha moment in the hospital. You know, you think the first wow. time I was sent home. Yeah. My first time I was sent home with kidney stones, I would be like, I would wake up. No, it took me three times. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. so disciplined. <laughs> I was like, I cannot live without my meat. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't do cheese because I learned years prior to that, that dairy made me break out cystic acne. So I had given up dairy years ago. So I was just eating lots of animal protein and some vegetables. But by the third time I'm landing in the registered dietitian room and she's telling me, I want you to be on this low protein diet just for 30 days so we can check your blood work, see how you do, and just kind of go for that, you know, smaller amounts of meat. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God, you know, eat more carbohydrates, eat more fresh foods. I it was like a whole new thing for me because I was so conditioned to the, you know, eating lots of meat for protein. So I'm like, was that right, scary? Very scary because it was completely yeah. everything opposite of what I was taught. You know, when I went and took nutrition classes, they teach you like how much protein, carbs and fats you should have. And of course not processed, more fruits and vegetables you know, things of that nature. But yeah, it was a scary situation, a scary time. And I didn't tell any of my clients. I was, of course, I'm like a personal trainer and I'm having a health scare. So I kept it on the DL. I was super embarrassed. It was kind of one of those things, a humbling moment, an aha moment in my yeah. life that I was like, all right, let me just do this low protein diet for 30 days, see how it goes and kind of go from there. Well, long story short, I actually felt better. I had more energy and she gave me this paper and I just never forget. She hands it over. I look at it and then I see the word, which I've never heard. This is 10 years ago. I've never heard the term in my entire life. I saw the word vegan. I go, vegan diet. Vegan. She goes, that's vegan. Yeah. She goes, that's vegan. Didn't we even even that. <laughs> <laughs> I said vegan. Vegan. <laughs> so country. <laughs> But um, I looked at the term, I, I saw vegan, well, it read vegan to me, but she corrected me on it and said vegan. She goes, I just want you to do this for 30 days, incorporate more fruits and vegetables. Because back then I was eating a highly cooked diet. I was barely having mm -hmm. fruit. I was scared to eat a banana. I was scared to touch rice. I was like, to me, carbs, it didn't matter if it was fruits or vegetables or beans or grains. I was scared. I didn't eat any of those. I was used to eating high animal protein. 
and moderate, I mean, I was eating healthy fats like avocado and chia seeds and stuff like that. And then my carbs, I would be vegetables in the form of like broccoli and uh, sweet potatoes, but a little bit of it. So I already had some of the fruits and vegetables down. I needed more fruit and I needed more fresh stuff because everything I was eating was cooked. And so I started incorporating, I'll never forget, she sent me two books. One book she suggested was Carol Alt's Raw, to eat more raw. And the other book was Louise Van Gittleman, who's also a registered dietitian. And it was called The Fruit Flush, to eat more fruit. And I was like, oh my God, what was she doing to me? But I read both books and I was really inspired to eat more fruits and vegetables because I learned that obviously it has very healing properties. I think back in the day, I was more into aesthetics, you know, like, oh, I look good because I'm doing this diet. And I didn't put the right. connection to the two, the two and two together, you know, being a personal trainer with weightlifting a lot until I had this, my own personal health scare. So I started incorporating I more fruits and common. vegetables. Oh yeah. I think uh, a lot of, I think that's really common. Scares. And just, and just in general, people thinking about only, well, just exercise and diet, how it makes you look not like long-term effects. You know what I mean? Well, the supplements Agreed. and things people have taken over the years. Agreed. And I, I it was guilty of that. I was a personal trainer, like, get a six pack in six weeks, do this diet to have this body versus health. And it really, you know, obviously did me a disservice. And I had to learn the hard way that, hey, it's not just about aesthetics. It's about health. What matters on the inside. And you just kind of have to unwire your brain. Even as a personal trainer, you know, I live in the wire my brain and eat foods for nourishment and healing and reducing inflammation and chronic illnesses and diseases. So in my whole family, it's they have chronic illnesses and diseases. They're obese. My mom was obese. My brother, I mean, still is, and my brother is. And it's it was like I felt it's kind of crazy. It's my life's work because my family has been so sick. And mm -hmm. I mean, I just turned out to be the skinny girl that can eat everything, but don't get me wrong, I was still sick just because of I was yeah. committing to a different way of different lifestyle. So, I mean, you could take something to the extreme, whether it's eating processed food or eating super healthy. Do you think that uh, when you look at, okay, your your fears were that, oh gosh, I'm gonna eat these things and, it, and I'm not gonna look the same physically. I don't know if anybody's ever seen Marcia's Instagram. <laughs> she looks pretty awesome physically too. So I'm, I'm wondering, is it harder for you to maintain that on a plant-based diet versus how you were doing it before? Or do you think it's just a myth? I would have to say it, there was a learning curve. So when this happened to be 10 years ago with the kidney stones, she said, eat more of a low protein diet, more carbohydrates, more, more fruits and vegetables and raw foods. It was a learning curve. It took me a couple of years. It wasn't easy. Um, I was scared to eat fruit. I was scared to eat bananas. I was so conditioned that a banana was going to make me fat. But yet, if I was going to have a treat meal, I would have some wine. You know, you know what I mean? It was like my, you know, or a cookie. It, it was like my perception of things were wrong because a banana has vitamins, yeah. minerals, nutrients, whereas a cookie or a glass of wine doesn't have that. And so I really had to retrain my brain. I got certified in nutrition. I read every book out there that had to do with vegan, varian, raw foods, um, just regular books. I'm not, I mean, I'll read keto, paleo, I'll read them all just so I can see the other side of it to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really get, get my all into the lifestyle because I wasn't sure if I was going to commit to it for the first couple years of learning this. I'm like, I'll try it and see how it goes, but I'll probably be back on my regular meat diet. That's exactly what I thought. And I was kind of like already had that mind made up, but I kept going to these medical conferences because my, one of my friends was a personal trainer. She said, Hey, if you go to medical conferences, you get more accurate data than just getting certified as a health coach and getting it reinstated. 
And I'm like, oh, I never thought of going to medical conferences. So I started going to two to three different medical conferences a year. And, you know, they present you real data, what's going on. And data changes from year to year. So it's really important as a personal trainer, what works today, today may not work tomorrow, that I have to be on it in my field because things change. And as you can see, plant-based has taken the industry by storm. They're finding a lot of information now that how eating a mainly, you don't have to be fully plant-based or fully vegan, but a mainly predominantly eating more fruits and vegetables does heal the body with, from chronic illnesses and diseases. And I didn't realize this so, until I got into it. People always blame genetics, right? Like, oh, it's in my genetics and my family. I could have easily done that because my brother or my mom and my grandparents, everybody mm -hmm. had these genetic issues, but it really was lifestyle. So genetics only count for 50 to 15 to 20% of what's going to happen to you. And the other is all lifestyle. So are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting some exercise? Are you eating mainly, you know, more plants and then minimizing mm -hmm. processed food and meats? It's just having simple, basic lifestyle modalities in your everyday life. So do you think though that it's harder, was harder for you to maintain your, like if for people that are worried, like, oh gosh, I don't want to go off my low carb thing and fruit. Do you think it is harder to maintain your physique on this type of program? Like, do you have to be more strict or? No, you do not. I actually trained fitness competitors. So I actually competed, went from a meat eating uh, competitor to mm -hmm. a plant-based competitor. And I learned how to do it right. And there's really a couple different ways you can compete. There's no right or wrong diet on competing. Um, you could do yourself a disservice though. Like in my case, obviously the, the too much protein was not good for me but I mastered how to do it plant-based with whole foods. And that's what I do now. I train competitors all the time. They eat fruit and carbs all and beans all the way to the stage. Whereas before I thought that all was the way to the of. end, all the way to the that end. That is unheard so, of. Yes. And like, then you can see all my fitness competitors. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. All my fitness competitors have six packs. They're ripped. <laughs> I mean, obviously the hard work is in the gym when they're building, but you have to fuel your body with the right food. And I will say this, it does take a little bit longer to lean out because of the process is different than ripping all the carbs and you lean out fast like that when you're doing the high animal protein. It takes a little bit longer, just maybe a month to six weeks longer to lean out than average. But at the end of the day, slow and steady wins the race instead of unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully living longer with that too. So I know that you, you know, I think if people look at, for example, your Instagram or now everybody's following you on TikTok, which is so wild and so cool. <laughs> Um, they would think, wow, what a, what a charmed life she has led. Must be easy being tall and blonde and beautiful and so easy for her to eat <laughs> vegan. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Marcia as a, you know, middle schooler, high schooler before you got into all this. What, what was life like for you then? You know, it is so easy to judge people on Instagram and social media. I do it too to other people. I'm like, stop yeah. it, stop it. You know, you think this must be easy or she's young and beautiful and pretty. No, I get that. And plus I get it all the time too, because people write like, yeah, must be lucky. But at the, you know, at the end of the day, it's finding out someone's true story. And you know, I came from a background, I grew up with domestic violence. So that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So having 18 years of a negative mindset and just being physically and mentally abused, it's not good for anybody, but I worked at McDonald's um, from 16 to 19. I worked at Taco Bell at the same time. I worked in the we bar industry. In food industry. <laughs> so Taco I'm not Bell, baby. Like a, <laughs> that's right. Not only was I getting a negative mindset started from home, 
I also had horrible, my parents didn't know anything about nutrition. We were just getting what was they could afford and buy. My parents lived paycheck yeah. to paycheck. So we were just, whatever they could buy, they, they bought, you know, and I, and I worked at McDonald's, I ate this every day. I worked at Taco Bell for two years, ate the stuff. I mean, we got it for free when we worked there. And then I transitioned mm -hmm. to the, the restaurant and bar industry for 10 years and drank, you know, lots of alcohol, drank. I didn't work out then. I wasn't healthy. I was complete opposite as I am now. And, you know, I ate the food at the restaurant because I worked. I worked at sports bars, regular bars, you name it. I mean, the whole restaurant industry, literally from 16 until 28 years old, which is insane. I went to nursing school. Did this, you know, I finished my last year, decided I didn't want to become a nurse. And I thought just being in that whole industry, I, it, was, it wasn't for me. I knew like yeah. towards the last year, like, oh, my God, this isn't for me. And I, and I watched nurses smoke. They were drinking the fluorescent lights of the hospital. And I just didn't feel good. I already had 28 years of just not feeling good from growing yeah. up in domestic violence family to in a, the restaurant bar industry, McDonald's. There wasn't one healthy thing I think I ever did uh, for 28 years. And it wasn't until, um, and I even smoked. I smoked from 18 to 28. How, how about that? <laughs> so I had a lot of unhealthy yeah, I mean You've made a big transformation. I think it's important to point that out. And I do that with a lot of guests just because um, it's like there's one thing to say that you, you have this credibility with being the co-founder of Plant Chicks and with, um, you know, gosh, being in these magazines and, and, and um, having this business and, and stuff and competing. But I think when people know the backstory, it's even more impressive. So what do you think it was that made you transform and decide, hey, I want to I want to do things differently and I'm not going to uh, blame genetics for leading an unhealthy lifestyle? Or sort you know, of use I genetics say, as, a, as a crutch? True, true. I mean, I use every excuse in the book, I will tell you that. But I think I was just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. It, it, it kind of amounted to that. I was hanging around, I would say, mm -hmm. I was like just miserable, you know, when I was miserable, Marcia, then during that time hanging out with negative friends, we had bad habits and I just felt like I was, I was done. And I knew, you know, like in your heart, you know, there's something better. Like I don't have to live this life. And I was just like, just don't have to live this. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop with smoking. That was my first thing. And you know what I did like mm -hmm. growing up? My mom struggled with her weight and she would always do Richard Simmons or Buns of Steel workout videos. And I'm like, yes. you know what? I'm gonna join a gym. I'm gonna join a gym, you know? So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna do an exercise class. And of course, if you're a smoker, like I was, especially a pack a day, an exercise class like cardio, you know, doing these step aerobics is not fun. And I immediately could tell it was winded. And I thought, okay, I really have to stop smoking. Cause I knew that when I exercised my mom when I was a kid, I felt yeah. good. So I, I started with exercise. I was like, okay. But I stopped smoking because of that. And I didn't, do it cold turkey it took me like like everybody else probably a million times to stop so um so i i'm a baby stepper i'm not all or nothing i i like to baby step and if i feel comfortable with it then i keep going and i keep going so i can relate to a lot of people who do all or nothing i you know i'm like no 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 that's not gonna work baby step get used to it start, mm -hmm. you know embracing it enjoy it then go on to something else and change it because everything i've changed about my life has been one step at a time. It has not been all or nothing. I didn't wake up the next day going, I'm going to work out, eat healthy, go get certified as a trainer, go get certified nutrition. No, it yeah. was like this whole <laughs> process. Whole process. 
So let's talk about, I'm on your mailing list, which is so good. Um, we'll tell everybody really quickly how they can sign up for your mailing list if they're home quarantined looking for some good info. <laughs> well, you just go to plantchicks.com, a little pop-up thing, and you put yeah. your email, email in there. You can definitely find us all over social media, like Instagram and Facebook and see that. And TikTok now, since TikTok's one of my faves. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. Um, I want to get to TikTok too. So plantchicks.com, sign up for the mailing list. I want to I, I want to get into your, you've been offering some immune support and really like some mental health support for your clients through that um, that list. And I just kind of wanted to run through really quickly your your top 10 because we know that so many people are home right now. And you know, like I said at the top of the interview, kind of looking for connection and looking for some advice. So I know your first tip is eat more plants. What's the easiest way to yeah. kind of sneak that in? Everybody can benefit from eating more fruits and vegetables, doesn't matter what your diet is. And, um, you know, like obviously during this time of crisis and going to the grocery store, sometimes fresh food is not available. So I suggest getting frozen, frozen or canned. That's the next best thing. You just got to do what you got to do. You could put it in a smoothie. You could mm -hmm. throw it in soups, like vegetables and soups and make it taste delicious. It's all about being creative. You know, and so we have like a free a little seven day challenge book with some recipes and stuff. You can always when you sign up for it, the mailing list, you'll get a little free little booklet kind of to get you started, like a seven day starter kit. Yeah. And that helps you get started on eating more fruits and vegetables. Mindset is important because you need to change your mindset. If you're already I mean, I know coming from a negative Nelly mindset and you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. And which is my default, like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I got to like learn about it, yeah. embrace it, touch it, feel it, whatever, you know, whether it's fruits or vegetables or, you know, an exercise plan. But at the end of the day, add more plants to your diet. You will not be sad about that for sure. You'll be, feel a lot healthier for your immune system. And I like the permission to, yeah, get, get frozen, get canned, because I think sometimes people think, oh, that's not good enough. So then they do nothing. So I love that suggestion. I know you also say, hey, exercise. And what I, what I think it has been so cool, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of the different studios that I go to have been offering virtual workouts. And I know that you guys offer mm -hmm. some, some online kind of virtual programs as well. Um, what have you been doing during the you know, time at home with regard to your workout no. and stuff? Agreed. Yeah. So we have we have our plant chick ebooks, and then we can just go through our, our programs, of course. But Jackie yeah. and I decided that we were going to offer free workouts on on YouTube. So if you go to our YouTube channel, every week we're putting out free workouts from exercise like yoga, bar, strength training, plyos. So there's gonna be a variety of workouts there for everybody for free. I love that you're offering that. It's so, so important. And I'm almost wondering if during this time, maybe people will come across a newfound exercise regimen. You know what I mean? With a little bit of extra time and everything. Um, the other thing you're saying is sleep. <laughs> we know it's important, but why, why don't people do it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because on Netflix, they're on their phones. I mean, I don't know either. No. <laughs> yeah. No, really, I, it is sleep is so important for your immune system. It's important for everything. I actually put sleep above eating uh, plants and eating. Uh, uh, or So for me, it's always sleep number one, eat right, the right nutrition number two and exercise. You need seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, if you're pregnant or if you're in menopause, you actually need more sleep as a woman. I don't know if you know that, but it's very it's, oh, essential I for your know that about menopause. Yes, it's essential for your hormones to regulate, for you able to lose body fat, to think, if, if, you know, like efficiently and effectively. Mm -hmm. It does so many things that you wouldn't think. So if you go too many days being sleep deprived, it really does your body a disservice. And a lot of people who work yeah. graveyard shifts, they know, like they 
they're not going the circadian rhythm of the sun and the moon and that kind of stuff. It really plays in the body. So try to and take advantage of this quarantine. Try to get some sleep. You have like 14 mm -hmm. days or seven to 14 yeah. days for lockdown, depending where you're at. Yeah. Get some sleep, like really catch up on those E's. Marcia, I have like 12 years to catch up on for all the years that I woke up at two in the morning <laughs> while I was pregnant and sleeping like four to five hours a night. So yes, I'm gonna, I know that they say you can't catch up on sleep, but whatever, I'm gonna do some catching up over the next couple of weeks. Um, the other tips I know you say, of course, washing your hands, we're hearing that everywhere, social distancing. Um, I love the other suggestions of like, write that book, clean that space, learn another language. Um, I thought those were really great, you know, suggestions for looking at this as an opportunity. It's always, uh, anytime you have free time, I think it's an opportunity to learn to grow or maybe do a task that you don't like cleaning your house that you don't want to do like that closet. I mean, really now is the time, you know, just go ahead and focus yeah. on yourself instead of, you know, like you said, we're like looking at the news and what's going on, but also give yourself time to kind of take a break and like, okay, I need to clean my closet. No, you know what? I need to read that book I, I was going to, or I'm going to write a book or that e-course that you were going to, you know, create. Now is the time yes. to do it. Yeah. Marcia, this is so good. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, but coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about how it is that she became so, so cool on TikTok, which is all like young kids. Um, and then also find out if you're, like thinking about, okay, I don't know if I want to be full on vegan or vegan or plant-based like Marcia, <laughs> but you're curious and you want like a couple steps in the right direction. We're going to find out what those steps are. We'll be back in the second segment. Shot. Quick break to tell you about, gosh, a company that has saved us in so many different ways. You've heard us talk about myllc.com. So this is the space that we've gone to when we are setting up LLCs. They also set up corporations. And, and what they do is they make sure that all the legal stuff is checked off. And they also make sure that it's sent to you in the most succinct, efficient way. So that's one thing. The other thing that you get is, you know, I'm somebody that I was really new to business. I did not study business. This is uh, really a new part of my experience. So I was able to, you know, get them on the phone and have them explain what we were doing and what we were walking through. So they have actually made a really generous offer for our listeners. You're going to get $99 off the formation of a new LLC. So if you are starting a, a big business or a corporation, this works. Also, if you're somebody who's doing kind of a side hustle, it is, you got to protect that, that money in that business and put it in something separate and create an LLC for it. So the code is 99myllc, or you can go to myllc.com slash second shot, and then go through and that will give you the opportunity to save $99 off the formation of an LLC or a corporation. You guys know we wouldn't have anybody on here if we didn't believe in them a billion percent and if we hadn't used them ourselves over and over and over again. So again, myllc.com slash second shot, or use the code 99myllc. Okay, we're back with the second segment of Second Shot Sit-Downs and the first one for a while that's going to be Skype and from home and hanging out with you. I wanted to pull uh, Matt back in here with Marcia mm -hmm. as we talked about, you know, we think about this kind of stuff and I know a lot of people are not, I mean, for me personally, like I said, Marcia is a good friend and I follow all her stuff. Like I've 
tried some of her recipes. I did a fast that she, she suggested, but I'm probably being married to the um, wonderful Texan that I am married to. Probably not ever gonna be like full plant-based, but I love a suggestion for like how we can work more fruits and veggies into the diet. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What do you think about that, Matt? Could we do like a, like, for example, let's have, we can, we can both kind of give what we would normally have and then maybe have her give us some suggestions. Yeah, that's, that's great. Day. And, and I'll, I'll say, okay. um, I am uh, a typical Texan <laughs> born and raised. And, um, so yes. yeah, I do. I am. I am very tied to my to my meats of all sorts, but I do like uh, fruits and vegetables. My wife would probably say I have a very limited palate, um, and I guess that's true. But I, I do eat a lot of things that I think uh, most people might might not like. I just don't go too crazy with it. I, I, I've I've got like a half a dozen fruits and or vegetables that I just really really enjoy, and the rest of them are just okay. So I might even get some so tips six. on how to. Yeah, six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so what do we what do we want to start with? Uh, breakfast or something like yeah, that? Yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. What do you normally have for breakfast? That's a really tough question because I am I am of the sort that I tend to skip breakfast, if not um, get something small like a toast or a bagel or something like that. It's it's rarely anything substantial except maybe on the weekends where we'll do you know the traditional eggs bacon toast that kind of thing i'm not a really Mimosas. a whole lot of vegetables in that yeah vegetables that's probably the the most uh fruit <laughs> that i'm having is is like a mimosa or a bloody mary or something like that does that count marcia <laughs> well they do say fruit, bloody counts. <laughs> fruit vegetables count <laughs> we would love for that to count okay no so if somebody's having toast for breakfast like what what would be something to add on to it? And what do you think about people skipping breakfast? That's a whole nother topic, like yeah. intermittent fasting and everything like that. But maybe just address that really quickly. You know, skipping breakfast can be fine because it just really depends on your body and, you know, what your goals are. Or like maybe he doesn't have time. That, that wasn't really a goal. But, you know, like I actually yeah. practice time restricted eating. I eat, I eat within an eight hour window. So, you know, that's fine. If that's what you're doing and maybe it's not till lunch, but I would think so grabbing something like toast is not very, I would say healing or nourishing and maybe give that a little bit of energy in the beginning because it has carbohydrates, but maybe if you add avocado to it, smash some avocado on that toast. Um, you can add some tomatoes. Um, if you like it spicy, you can add some sriracha or if you like it sweet instead of tomatoes, you could add, uh, what do you call it? Strawberries and some basil on top of the avocado toast. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, Matt, would you ever eat any of that? Uh, let's see. I'm try I'm going on the list of the things that I am and I'm not cool with. Um, avocados are not high on there. I do. I don't mind guacamole, um, but I'm not. I'm not big on the on just the plain avocado. But um, I would give that a shot. I don't love tomatoes. I got to be honest. I don't. I don't really love tomatoes. Uh, and I'm sorry, you're going to run into this a lot in this segment. I, I should have <laughs> forewarned you that there are going to be a lot of little things that they're like, everybody eats this. Why don't you like it? But um, yeah, some of that sounds sounds good. I love spicy stuff. So anything that makes it spicy, I'm on board with. Absolutely. 100%. So he's going to have toast with spice. Yeah, exactly. Spicy toast. <laughs> you can do guacamole What about the strawberry? Oh, I love yeah. strawberry. I do love strawberry. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Okay. Okay. So that's, so that's, I mean, adding a strawberry is better than no strawberry, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. Okay. What about lunch? What's your normal go-to for lunch? Um, lunch. I am, I'm a very big sandwich person. I think if I had my choice, I would, I would have sandwiches all the time. Um, because I love bread. Bread's probably my biggest weakness and probably the thing that prevents me from going on something like a, uh, a low carb diet is because I just, that's one of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, I love sandwiches and on those, like I will, I will, I will go veggies pretty hard on those. You know, I always love to have lettuce, pickles. Um, I don't know if pickles count as vegetables, but I guess they do. Um, peppers, things, things like that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll load up on that as well as with meat and some sort of sort of cheese. So yeah, sandwich is probably what you would generally find me having for lunch. Marcia, what's your stance on bread? If a person were to have a stance on bread, do you, I mean, technically there's vegan bread, but do you eat it? Do you recommend that your clients eat it? Yeah, I'm saying there's good bread and there's bad bread. You know what I mean? There's like that indulgent bread that tastes so good. And then there's that one that's really hearty. So if you're looking for bread, you, you want definitely like a whole grain bread, maybe something like Ezekiel. There are um, a different, uh, I would say in Whole Foods, they have different breads. And there's, this is how you could tell your breads um, has preservatives or not. If it sits on the shelf and it starts to mold, you know it doesn't have preservatives. If it sits on the shelf for weeks and it doesn't mold, you know that's bad bread. So you want to make sure your bread, if you let it sit out, it really does mold. You know that's good bread. And especially very nutritional, dense for you. So, and I would say, yeah, I think that's great that you're adding spinach and peppers and other vegetables you do like. Because I know you said you had the six that you do like. <laughs> adding that to you. But maybe more than that, but yeah, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but adding those vegetables to your salad and maybe even on the side, I don't know if you like hummus, but um, if you do like peppers, like bell peppers, you can add some more, uh, like slice them up and dip them in hummus or add some more vegetables to you. If you like carrots or, you know, cucumbers, dip oh, I love those carrots. veggies. Oh, and some, yeah. For uh, Instead of having chips, you know, just make it hummus with your favorite veggies on the side. That's good. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, suggestion. I mean, it's not the same as chips. It's not. But it is a good idea, Marcia. <laughs> they are potatoes. <laughs> chips are potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. What about what's like your go-to dinner, Matt? What's uh, like the? I don't. I know dinner is probably different all the time, but what's like a yeah, favorite? Dinner. Dinner changes up, but generally it follows the formula of uh, uh, some sort of protein, some sort of. Um, uh, either a, a starch, you know, like a, a rice or a, some sort of grain or something like that, and then and then a vegetable. And this is probably where my wife and I get into the big <laughs> biggest arguments, is because yeah, these tell are the, us this. These are the things that um, I don't like beans. I really, I, I've not. What? I cannot eat beans. They taste like dirt to me, no matter what form. And maybe Marcia <laughs> can tell me how to fix beans to where I like them. Um, I don't like onion. Um, onion is, uh, you know, that's hard. I've already said I don't like tomatoes. Um, so, like, these these kind of, like, staples of 
of um, you know dinner, like you're throwing onions into everything, and you're throwing and and beans yeah. are just like a, a side if, if you've grown up anywhere. How are you um, gonna get through the quarantine? Because I don't know about you, Marcy, but all I have in this pantry is beans and rice. I think she's gonna. I think my wife is hoping for a quarantine because that's what she did. Is she loaded up on beans and was like, if it gets down to this, you're gonna have to eat them somehow. Uh, I'll eat them to survive, but I don't. I don't love them so. Um, but yeah, it's usually you know some sort of meat protein like a salad or um, you know uh, asparagus or or something like that and the, or green beans and then um, yeah something like a, a some other sort of side whether it be like a, a rice side or, or, or something like that. So that's kind of if you ha- in most days of the week that's what we're having yeah. in our house. Okay, what do you well think, actually that dinner sounds that? really good. Yeah, that dinner sounds really good. And it good. depends on the amount of meat, you know what I mean? Like if you're eating eight ounce, I would say definitely take it down to four ounce, just a smaller and maybe add more veggies. But other than that, that sounds like a, a perfectly great dinner. So how do you uh, how do you help me combat my bean hate? Because it's something that it's one of those foods that <laughs> would make my life so much easier if I liked them. I just don't. And I don't know what to do about it. So I don't do you have any good recipes or anything I could try to make them better. Because I, I genuinely I'm a big texture person and beans just trigger that in me very, very hard. Well, okay, so for like chickpeas, you can make them into hummus and you can eat those with veggies. And same thing, you can have a white bean dip or a black bean dip and dip your veggies in there. And when you have like these bean dips, a lot of people add tahini or different nut butters to them. And it really kind of changes the texture of the straight beans. It's an easy way to do it. I actually make a lentil loaf. It's very comparable to meatloaf if you guys like meatloaf center plant chicks guide and it's one of my it's so good it's one of my favorites and it's very old school um but usually i I used to make it back with beef and now i make it with lentils and believe it or not it almost has the same texture and it's perfect it has a ton of veggies laced through it with oatmeal um some chia seeds and flaxseed to keep it thick and dense and we put the obviously ketchup on top and it's one of my favorite ways to get and vegetables in um Without without it being, I would say, a bunch of saturated fat or cholesterol or yeah. you know that that nature, and it could be a tech for some people, and I completely get that. Yes, that's a great idea though, because then it seems like it wouldn't no, wouldn't even taste like a bean; it would just taste like its own different mm-hmm. thing. So I love 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 that idea. Okay, I know we're almost out of time. We are like running up against, even though I don't know, we're all home all day, so. So we could probably talk forever, <laughs> but before we go, I know we all have clients to get to. Let's talk about TikTok, Marcia. How, okay. I mean, are, do you care saying how old you are? First of all, I should have asked you that oh, beforehand. No. Oh, for sure. I'm very proud to be 40, 45 over here. Yes. I think I like to say that cause I'm like, wow. Okay. Her plant-based thing is working. Look at her it is working. Okay. So. <laughs> Now, I think when I think of TikTok, like I think of, I don't know, teenagers, like maybe early 20s people who are really doing well in there. And we have a lot of business people who listen to Second Shot and watch the videos and stuff. And I know they would love to, you know, get on that platform because you always hear about the next big platform that's coming on. So tell us about how you found success and also like any stats with regard to how many video views you have or followers or that sort of thing. I, I don't even know how that platform works. Yeah, so in the beginning, it actually was for younger people. So they bought Musical.ly, if you know what Musical.ly is, if you don't, that's okay, but it's kind of dead. 
it's like if musically and vine had a baby so it's basically like dance and song skits <laughs> that you make but you can get your point across i came across it i would listen to gary v he's like that's the next best platform get on yeah. there you know i have a social Same. social media business my all my businesses run online from youtube instagram and facebook and of course i'm like everybody else another platform no way i can't take on another yeah. social media platform but once I got on there and I started looking through it, there wasn't just 13 year olds on there. There was actually people my age, 40s, 50s and 60s that were actually doing their business off there. And what I realized, whatever your niche is, you can create fun little videos, kind of like little mini commercials about you or your business. And I thought this is so genius. And I, it just sparks, I'm a creative person and I love marketing and I just, it just sparks something in me so I can watch somebody else's video for their business and then all of a sudden get an idea for my business and I'll write it down. So I have a whole list of stuff that I love. And I love it as 15 seconds or less. It's really fast information in today's society. So we already like fast information. If it's something longer too drawn, people don't want to stick to it or listen to it, you know? Yeah. So uh, maybe this COVID, yeah, maybe this COVID-19 thing is a little different story, but uh, there are also funny little TikToks on that. And people are bringing light to the situation. It's such a I would say a really chaotic and stressful time that our world is having, you know, we could still find light in the situation and be positive. So I try to put out tips, obviously for plant chicks, we are a nutrition company, but bringing you fun little recipes, tricks and tips or mindset and being positive at the end of the day. I love it. How many people have seen your videos now? Whew, a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's I didn't know how it was seen one it was 530,000. But I mean, if you put the compilation together, I mean, obviously millions. One of my videos went viral um, in the plant-based community because I said plants have protein and literally PETA shared it, vegan community, all these big channels yes. that have a million or million or more, you know, following them. And it just went viral that I thought it was so crazy. So of course my TikTok grew and you know, my business grew. It just happened to be at a beautiful time. You know, we had this big promo launch and you just never know. It's just like, try things. And what's crazy is I didn't really think that was that epic of a video, but I guess it did, you know, it, it struck a chord with a lot of people. So you never know when you're creating what is going to strike a chord with people. Because the ones I always think, like I make it in two seconds, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I'll put it up there. Or, or the ones that, you know, seem to go viral and the ones I put the effort mm -hmm. in, it, people don't <laughs> even look at it. So and right now it is kind of like the wild west it's playing around to see what works and um have fun with it at the, at the end of the day you know if you have fun with it when you get on there you get addicted so i love it it's just fun fast information and a lot of people keep things positive on there and really there is 40 plus group and there's some stats that they just came out so instagram's average age group is between 25 and 35. now TikTok is between 45 to 55. so what yes well, my gosh, I'm behind. Okay, I'm on it. I've made one video, but I really need to step up my game. And maybe that's what I'm going to do during social distancing to reconnect with people. I, I think just like from an outsider's perspective, Mercy, what I saw that you were doing is just like really staying true to yourself and your brand and then and that attracted people. And I think that works in, in all, not just on TikTok, but just like in everything. You know, it's like do what you love and be excited about it. And it really is magnetic and and pulls people in so i i just love that you've been able to you know show off your business in that way and i just think it's really fun um matt are you on TikTok yet 
Uh, I I use it. I don't really post anything to it, but uh, I mean, you were talking earlier about getting sleep. You want to talk about something that prevents me from getting sleep is just walk through, <laughs> look through through TikTok. It is very <laughs> addicting. I I will say that. Um, probably, uh, probably that's probably the worst thing about it is it's just so easy to stay on there and just scroll through video after video after video. And my wife loves it. Um, but yeah, we're very familiar with the, with the platform, and it does feel like. Um, <laughs> You, it takes you a little while, I think, to get to the good stuff, but it starts to figure out what you like. And for instance, my wife, she gets cooking videos and makeup yeah. videos and just all this other stuff that you would find elsewhere, but they're in, you know, 15, 30, even 60 second chunks where you can get a whole recipe really quickly. And uh, I think that's kind of cool, you know, and I just get a lot of stupid mm -hmm. dog videos, but um, that's cool too. And there's well, nothing wrong know. with that. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> that is also so cool. I, I really love it. Well, I appreciate both of you being on here with us and just like taking this time while some people are having some downtime and probably some stressful time to educate. So thank you, Matt and Marcia. Matt, where can everybody find you and your dog videos? <laughs> you can find me mostly on Instagram at Matt Stoker one. And the day that we're recording, this is my dog's 16th birthday. Um, he's a old man. Police ah, um, complete uh, But he's doing very <laughs> Congratulations. well. Congratulations. Uh, he's doing very well. And uh, so you can go find a picture of him. I did put a, put a picture up of him. Um, you can also find me in the Second Shot Facebook group. And also whenever we premiere these videos online as best as I can, I like to show up and, and uh, get in the comments. And of course, if you're leaving a rating and review, put hashtag Matt is great. I'm going to know I sent you. <laughs> Marcia, where can everybody find you and the Plant Chicks? How can they join your tribe, join your crew, and, and continue to learn from you? Well, we are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Plant Chicks. It's P-L-A-N-T-C-H-I-C-S. There's no K in it. And if you would like, women only can join our private Facebook group on uh, Facebook, of course. It's the only way you can have like really get a group going. And so hop on over to Facebook and join the Plant Chicks tribe. Thank you so much. We're gonna we're just go off and make some bean dip, you know. We're and we're gonna keep trying, Matt. We're gonna use this quarantine to, to keep trying. Okay. Um yeah, you guys, you heard you heard Matt. We would love a rating or a review. We are really doing our best under um pretty unique circumstances to keep this part of our content going and, and just keep informative interviews coming for you. We want them to be value-based. We also want them to be positive, inspirational, um, and, and from the heart. So I hope that we're doing that for you. And if we are, I would love to get a rating or review from you on iTunes or on whatever platform you are listening to this on or, or seeing it on. You know that we have the Second Shot Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash second shot. We are all hanging out in there and supporting one another. Um, you can also find me on jennyandchando.com. And the rest of the episodes, the, the other 161 of them are all on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, gosh, every single podcast platform out there, we are on there. And so if you're in for a binge listen, um, we've got the rest of them there for you. And I hope you all have a great day. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.